Good morning. On this Tuesday morning, welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought, and for the Imagination. If you joined us yesterday, we were talking in the book of Philippians, in chapter 4, in verse 6 onward. In overcoming fear, the scripture says that perfect love casts out fear. In overcoming the battle of the mind, our mind must be renewed. There must be a renewing, renovation, a metamorphosis, a transformation of the way that we think. We cannot think and be thinking and living according to the patterns of this cosmos, the way that the world thinks and that the way that the world does things. Now, we are in the world, but we are not of this world. The battles that we fight are not natural battles. They're not against the natural enemy. We may consider people or nations as our enemies. And indeed, of course, we do have to protect ourselves. But our real enemy is behind the scenes, influencing and affecting lives, affecting people's thinking, the way they look at things. And we as Christians must also understand that our battle and our battles consist of overcoming the world, the cosmos. Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. If you believe in me, believe in God. In my Father's house are many mansions. But also Jesus taught us that I have overcome the world. See, he overcame the cosmos because he did not walk according to the patterns of the way that the world is. He didn't think the way the world thought or thinks. He didn't follow the normal economical patterns. Economy says you've got to follow certain patterns. It is a strange thing to be a giver in the world. In the world... People are takers. In the world, they think, you know, uh, there's good in people's heart. Yet the scripture says there is none good before God except God alone. In the world, people think of doing things of, well, you know, it's a tough world out there. If you're going to get ahead, you're going to have to step on everybody. Yet the scripture teaches us to humble ourselves to put others above ourselves. That's totally contrary to what the world thinks and the world says. So what we think and how we think is very important. It has to be transformed and it has to be changed. Now, yesterday, as we were reading in Philippians, I'm going to read the whole three scriptures together to, to help us understand this. And we'll see the effect God affects us and the result of that affecting us when we follow his way, when we follow his pattern for our life. It says, be anxious for nothing. And of course, in 1 Peter, in uh, chapter number 5, one can also find this, you know, uh, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. For be careful for nothing. Uh, don't 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 be fretful. Don't don't be worrisome. 
Anyway, we can't change the situation by worrying. We'll never be able to change uh, anything. In fact, we can't, according to Jesus in Matthew chapter 6, we can't even add or take away an inch from our growth by taking thought and concern and being fretful and anxious and worrisome about things in our life. But in everything, we are told what to do. In everything, by prayer and supplication, and then the secret ingredient with thanksgiving. So in everything that you are going through, you add thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. As we let our request be made known unto God and we've added thanksgiving to our request, then it says the peace of God. We can have peace with God because uh, the blood of Jesus cleanses us. We have been saved. We've been born again. We can have peace with man because our lives have been transformed. But we can also have inner peace. No struggle, nor no more turmoil, no more, none of this, because there is truly a work of God that is accomplished in us, down deep in our spirit and in our minds. It says, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, it goes beyond what we can just normally comprehend, shall keep your hearts the Greek word there, uh, keep your heart, can be translated garrison. That means God is going to put an army of soldiers around your heart and around your mind through Christ Jesus. He will keep your hearts and your minds. And then Paul adds this ingredient to it. He says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely. Now, as you stop and consider what each and every one of these words is, uh, lovely, friendly towards uh, that which is acceptable, whatsoever things of good report, and basically, that is just simply well-spoken of. That is reputable. The reputation of it is true. It's honest. If there be any virtue, and the word that is used there for virtue uh, is excellence. If there's any excellence in that thing, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, let's add that word praise there. So, so, so we've got adding thankfulness to it and now thinking about things that have praise in them. What things have praise in them? Well, consider praise is always associated with God's greatness. If I'm going to praise God, it's going to be because of something great. He is the great creator. He is the Almighty God. He's the All-Sufficient One, the All-Powerful. His salvation is a great salvation that must never be, must never be neglected. His works in our lives and in our hearts uh, 
are great. They're not minute. They're not insignificant. Everything he does in every baby step that we take or took as as uh, uh, born-again believers and growing in Christ is a great thing because since the foundations of this earth, he had already seen our getting up and our sitting down. He already knew our thoughts. He knew our decisions, our ways. He knew everything about us. Now, that is an amazing thing because it's not one individual, but that is every individual that he has uh, or that has ever been or, or lived on this planet and set foot on it. So he knows all these things. He's great in all these areas. And those things are awesome to think of and give him praise for the praise that are upon our lips to give him thanks for all the goodness he has done to us and for us and in and through us. And then it says, think on these things. You cannot be thinking of a problem and be thinking of God's uh, goodness at the same time unless you're basically going to go in the direction of giving him praise and thanksgiving. The scripture teaches us in the book of Psalms, if we were to take one of the Psalms, uh, we can take quite a number of them because all of them are absolutely uh, uh, wonderful and filled with so so many amazing things. But let's look at one of the Psalms, Psalm 105. Just look at it real quick. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. If you're going to be making known his deeds, then that means you're going to have to talk about things that he has done, that he has accomplished things that he has brought to pass, his works, the evidence, the proof, the things that are exploits, the things that have uh, uh, availed for us opportunities and, 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 and occasions because of what he has accomplished. It says, give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name. Well, let's see. That parallels with uh, the book of Philippians 4, 6, in anx being anxious in nothing, but call upon the Lord in prayer and supplication. Give thanks, it says. Then it says, sing, sing unto him, sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Once again, we're looking at the things that God is great for, that he is majestic for, the goodness that is involved in all these things. Then it says, glory ye in his holy name. That is talking about worship, worshiping him. God is holy. There is no comparison that can be made to anything that is earthly. God's holiness stands alone. It stands on a pedestal alone. There is nothing in this universe that is holy like God. When you look in heaven, uh, according to the scripture, and you see uh, in the book of Revelation or in the book of Isaiah, in the book of Isaiah or Ezekiel, you see that God's holiness is protected by cherubs. God's holiness is rejoiced over 
in heaven in that they declare holy, holy, holy. And then they'll start all over, holy, holy, holy. And, 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 and you see these three things in, in Psalm 105 that are just simply brought out instantly in those first three verses. It says, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face forevermore. Now, as you continue, you can find in more of the Psalms, you can find where there is a continued calling upon God and giving thanks unto him. Now, in Psalm 106, it says, Praise ye the Lord. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. Well, if we're going to praise God, we have to know what we're praising him for. If we're going to give thanks to the Lord, we have to know what good things he has done in our lives. That means that we have to have some type of remembrance, some type of recollection of what good and what greatness he has accomplished or done in us or for us. Now, once again, we go to uh, Psalm 106, verse number two. Who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? And who can show forth all his praise? Well, the ones that can show forth his praise are the ones that, according to the book of uh, uh, Peter, uh, I don't have the verse uh, at hand if it's first or second Peter, but it says that we have been called in chapter 2, we have been called to show forth the praises of him who has called us, to show forth the things that he has accomplished that are great. It was and is an awesome great thing that Jesus defeated the devil, took the keys of death and hell away from him. It's an awesome thing that he arose and was raised from the dead and is resurrected and is at the right hand of the Father. It's an awesome thing that he is our present mediator, our advocate, our counselor, uh, our uh, intercessor in the midst uh, of whatever we're going through. He is in charge in heaven as our high priest. And then it says in verse number four, Remember me, O Lord, with the favor that thou bearest unto thy people, and visit me with thy salvation. Here's why. That I may see the good of thy chosen, that I may rejoice in the gladness of thy nation, that I may glory in thine inheritance. Now, as you continue in the in the book of Psalms, it says in Psalm 107, now this is three Psalms in a row. In Psalm 107, in verse number one, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. So here, once again, we're told to give thanks unto the Lord. Why? Because he is good. His goodness is shown unto him. And it definitely says, you and I are redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Let the redeemed say so. Say so. 
say that the that God had redeemed us from the hand of the enemy. Let them say so that God is good. Let them say so that God is great. Let them say so that God is holy. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord richly enrich your day today. In Jesus' name, amen.